If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's <Yeah. laughs> I just saw it as martial arts. I saw it as empowering. I saw it as something that connected to what I wanted to do and uh, absolutely has. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grammarica Show. We're going to be chatting with Owen Hunt and Joe Roop a little bit later. And Brad and Powell, too, joins us. Nice little roundtable action. Of course, a meeting of the minds for the contact at the cabin, Magic on the Mountain event, uh, in which all those guys will be joining us here in about, what is it, eight months out? Seven or eight months out? Yeah, I think so. What, February, right? February, February in Arizona? August, September, November? December, January, February, six months out. Oh yeah, I'm looking. F- I'm looking forward to it big time. I love the. I love this mix that they have here. It's like the, you know, the Wim Hof Superman type breathing stuff with Brandon Powell, the shamanic, you know, spin that he's put on that, and then the ancient, uh, you know, ancient magical kind of you know rituals and stuff like that with with Joe, and then the, more of the uh, reality transurfing from Owen. Oh yeah, it'll be a, a modern thing. It's a real interesting mix. It's gonna be a fucking great event, great life changing event. You're gonna go there, a different person, come out of there, a different yeah. person with some some great tools to yeah to take on life, or at least manage your own life somehow. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good chat. We'll get into that a little bit later. Of course, we had the stampede roll through town here this last week. Got to do some stampede and see a bunch of people without masks. Uh, do some gathering. I think we're still the only province in Canada allowed to do this. Uh, that's pretty amazing, actually. It's pretty amazing. I was feeling grateful when I heard about some of like what's happening in Winnipeg still with all the restrictions on restaurants and you have to be uh, to sit at a table together. You still, you know, you got to have be vaxxed to sit at the same table and in the same family. And, and I'm like, unless you're double vaxxed, or I'm like, oh my god, it's crazy what's happening in, in Winnipeg, which is just a couple provinces over. And then Ontario, I don't know what's happening over there. BC seems kind of similar to us, I think, but BC's getting there. But uh, you know, the stampede was good. I went for a walk for a few hours there yesterday as well, and it, been it nice. was great. It, it was, wasn't super crowded. It was fantastic. It was much busier yesterday than it was last week. Oh, me and really? Natasha wow. went last weekend. It was way quieter. Really? I could have rode my bike around that what? motherfucker last weekend. Wow! Yeah. And then this weekend, it was I'm, much busier. I'm under. I'm wondering if they even made money then. If it's not that crowded, if they uh, even like, or if they lost money. I don't know. I mean, I don't think how much does it cost you to put that on? Can't cost you much. Oh, the employees there? Well, that's like the traveling amusement thing. That's not Stampede doesn't own all that. That's Somebody's got to pay all that though. Your oh, admission yeah, pays all that. You probably $20 got go- a pretty good deal on that when you're the only place in the country that will employ them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that yesterday. And the kids were running around doing their rides all day. Me and Brady were there. And I was like, well, I don't think there's anywhere else to go. 
Like normally this would go from here, it'd go to Winnipeg, it'd be the Red River X. Oh, the PE. It'd be something and in the Regina. And Vancouver, it would maybe. Go to Vancouver yeah. and it would be something. And it's this dry. I mean, it's basically the Midway. The traveling Midway exactly. goes from one end of the country exactly. to the other. Yeah. And it like joins up with all the Stampede stuff. And then Stampede orders a couple other things in yeah, from the right? States as that well. That makes sense. Yeah. Which didn't happen this year. Like the ski ball wasn't there. A bunch of the cool rides weren't there. There's a, there's some stuff missing. Yeah. So I'd imagine they got a pretty good deal on the Midway when there's nowhere else to go. It's like, hey, we'll rent you, but you got to give us a deal because yeah. it's going to be a nightmare here yeah. for us. I'd imagine you would do that on a percentage of gate. Yeah. But it was nice to run around. Bump into people all over the place. Everyone was smiling, having a good time. It seemed like everyone was happy about it. And like I predicted, it was going to be a good stampede because we had uh, all the people who were scared didn't come because they're scared they're going to get COVID. And then all the like super hard-ass anti-maskers, which I respect. I can respect that side, but you know, a lot of them are just a little too hardcore for me where it's like, it's just, especially at this point of the game, it's just like, so a bunch of them had this giant movement where they were all boycotting Stampede because it wasn't fair that Stampede got to be on, but all the restaurants had to be closed before that. That's a good point. Yeah, whereas my point was, well, Stampede was closed last year too. So at this point, I'm just happy to see something fucking open. I mean, whether it's Stampede or something else, the restaurants are all open along with Stampede. It's not like the restaurants are open and, and nothing else is. And if they would have had Stampede last year, but I feel like Stampede missed a year too. Yep. And uh, so it was nice to go down. They always have the Indian Village, so you can go see all that stuff, and it's a good time down there. I mean, I usually go, I always, I always take the kids down to Stampede, at least once a year. This year I went twice because there wasn't too many people, so I figured, why not? Yeah, kid. And the kids liked it? Oh, the kids love it. That's yeah. good. Well, I got on the bracelets because they were a little cheaper. Everything was a little cheaper this year. Even even entry, I think, was down five bucks. Mind you, the parking was up. But I didn't have to park a mile away and take a shuttle. So that was another bonus. I was able to park close to the event totally. and just walk in. That's yeah, the first awesome. time, like my entire time I've lived in Calgary, I've never, usually what I'll quick. do is I'll park like fucking three C train stations down and take the train because parking is a nightmare. But this year you just park. I, I was literally 400 feet from the gate probably. Or sometimes you just party with the train conductor. Sometimes you drive the train. <laughs> <laughs> We won't go there. Sometimes you drive the seat train. <laughs> so it was good. The kids got to go on rides while I just lied. And it wasn't so crowded that you could just let the kids run around a bit. I wasn't yeah. worried about the kids. So yeah. we were just lying in the grass, yeah. letting the kids go on the rides. Yeah, that's good. Me and Brady lied in the grass. Nice. I want on the giant teddy bear. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. Massive teddy yeah, bear. Yeah, that's fantastic. They're super stoked about that. Oh, yeah. I tried. I, you, I couldn't you tried it. raising the bottle? No, I didn't try that one. I tried the I tried the rings on the bottles. I could go down there today and win another one of those, but they got a limit. Yeah, they can. They have the right to refuse. They have the right to refuse, but People they say they'll that. give you two two per per fare. That's it. One per day, two per fare. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So they always because once the, you get the technique on raising the bottle. Oh, dude, I it. could I could go down there right now and pay ten bucks and for the three tries and I'll get it. For did sure. you see the basketball one? I uh, missed the basketball hoop by. the... 10 feet, three row, three things in a row. I mean, it was unbelievably hard. I'm like, how can I not even judge the distance of this basketball nice. hoop? Like, I, See, missed I, it I only I have certain games that I'm good at. The shooting game I'm pretty good at where you get to shoot at the star. And then I'm good at skee-ball, which wasn't there this year. They always kick me off skee-ball because I'll go and they usually have two skee-balls and I'll win win the choice prize at each one a couple times and they'll be like, no, you can't. You, you can't, can't do it anymore? Going. So now they kicked me off. The Is that the one game. where you roll the ball and it jumps yeah, into the yeah, little hole? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I've always yeah, had a yeah. knack for that. Knack for that, eh? Huh. 
And then there's the, I got a knack for the whack-a-mole. There you go. I, I got, got one for the raise the bottle one too. <laughs> Everyone was freaking out when I won that giant bear. It's huge, man. I can't even believe it. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> Cassandra's upstairs right now sleeping in his lap. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so let's get into some stuff here. What do you got? Well, uh, I got uh, quotes from Zuby that I want to talk about. That would be the quote part. I got some great feedback, and then I want to talk about fire on the grid. Let's do fire the grid. Fire the grid. What's yeah, that? This is uh, this is like a mass meditation event. I guess it would be the way I would describe it. Linda Martuch, friend of the show. Uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to her Vimeo talking about this, but also Celia, my local CE5. Um, leader, you know, our friend Celia, she's been leader. on the show before, I think yeah. uh, she, she's like doing this with Samoya. Um, we actually, I met her once and talked to her a few times about this whole event. We almost had her on the show, but it didn't happen. So basically it happened back in 2007. So she had this near, I'll just explain this quickly and I'll put links in the show notes, but she had a near death experience. Uh, I think it was a car crash or something like that. And her son was, uh, was also still in a coma. And I think she, she had this communication with these beings and they told her how to save her son and her son came out and the doctors and everybody couldn't understand what happened. Like it was a crazy, crazy event because all these doctors were around trying to save her son. And then she ended up doing it through what she learned in her NDE and the same accident. Anyway, she went on George Nori cause they, these beings wanted her to do this, like light up the grid, like fire the grid, basically the field of energy around us. Right. She went on George Norrie and it got this viral before social media was even a thing. It's like 2007, I think. And it went totally viral and she had a, a whole bunch of people. So now there's like a big rush to do this again. Like the light beings are like rush, rush, rush. So basically the fire, the grid is about programming the next field. It's about changing the future and creating a world of abundance and joy for us all. It's time to vote and how you vote is with your frequency. The time and date is approaching with speed. So it's Monday. So this is coming out late Sunday night. So most people probably will won't get this in time, but it's at eleven June nineteen July nineteenth Monday at eleven eleven GMT. So that's like four eleven in California, five eleven here. In, Are you getting up? In uh, I mean, you don't have a job, dude. You I've could... been up. I've been up. I've been up early. Like I've been. My cats are waking me up in the middle of the night now for some reason. Something's I... going. Yeah, I've been up in like four or five. That was six, me like last week. I've been up four five six every day. Been up at six now. And you stay up? Well, I'm, I try not to. I just but, go back to bed. Right? I know. At six. I'm finally just done like so many projects that have been piled on me that oh, yeah. are done. I've yeah. been sleeping pretty good. Yeah, that's good. 7-Eleven uh, New York, for example, in Cairo, it's one eleven p.m. So anyways, each person participating will, will simply be joyous for one hour. So what will you do to be in your joy? So they're just saying be everybody be, be joyous. I'll be super joyous. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you in. Could, you could meditate or pray. Sip warm coffee, listen to music, hug your dog, sit in a sunbeam, gaze at the stars, make love or make art, swing in a hammock and a baby, hold a baby. Anything that gives you the tingles makes your heart sing. And then say thank you. You could say thank you three times to really give it an oomph. That's it. Very simple. So there is a link for a website where you can RSVP because maybe they're just trying to see how many people are actually participating. So anyways, I'll put it all in the show notes. Um, this is... I don't know. It's important. Maybe if enough of us do this, just spend an hour in joy, we can uh, fire the grid and up, update the field, upgrade the field. You're fired. Yeah. Fire the grid. Uh, we're using fire in a positive connotation. Yeah. There, not yeah. the negative. Yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. 
what's this? It's only been like 500 some shows. I don't expect you to know the profound quote. Well, this is a pretty big one. This is like an article, so maybe you'll know the jingles by showing us. So this comes to me via Tom's Woods, Tom Woods email. Actually, I'm, I'm on his uh, subscription, his email subscription, because he's got great emails all the time. But uh, I'm sure Darren or somebody on Twitter might have seen this because it went viral a little bit. Um, he says, uh, we've learned a lot about our fellow man over the course of the virus panic, much of it unflattering. So the UK-based rapper known as Zuby listed 20 of them on his Twitter and it went viral. I thought you'd enjoy it. Have you seen this yet? Oh, no, Zuby's, we should have Zuby on the show. Zuby's going to come on the show eventually. Is he? Oh, we follow fun. each other on oh, Twitter. We discussed coming on the show a couple of times. Wow, really? You're on top of I it. I haven't dude. quite. Well, I've been following, chatting with Zuby for like for years. You're just like slow to the party. <laughs> but I mean, you might even got Zuby. I'm totally I've slow to the party. I posted Zuby quotes on the like. I th- I'm pretty sure Zuby quotes have ended up on our social media. Yeah, but probably. then he like blew up too. Like, oh yeah, recently because he went on. It's been a I think while. He went on, but yeah, like a couple year of huge and a half shows. He had yeah, way less followers. Yeah. And maybe it's because of stuff like this. Twenty things I've learned or had confirmed about humanity during the pandemic. Number one, most people would rather be in the majority than be right. Number two, at least twenty percent of the population has strong authoritarian tendencies, which will emerge under the right conditions. Number three, fear of death is only rivaled by the fear of social disapproval. The latter could be stronger. Four, propaganda is just as effective in the modern day as it was 100 years ago. Access to limitless information has not made the average person any wiser. Number five, anything and everything can be politicized by the media, government, and those who trust them. Six, many politicians and large corporations will gladly sacrifice human lives if it is conducive to their political and financial aspirations. Seven, most people believe the government acts in the best interests of the people, even many who are vocal critics of the government. So true. Number eight, once they've made up their mind, most people would rather commit to being wrong than admit they were wrong. These are all like just brilliant, honestly. It's just... What we're seeing, you know, not that I want to get, I want to keep it positive though. But number nine, humans can be trained and conditioned quickly and relatively easily to significantly alter their behaviors for better or worse. 10, when sufficiently frightened, most people will not only accept authoritarianism, but demand it. 11, people who are dismissed as conspiracy theorists are often well-researched and simply ahead of the mainstream narrative. You keep when, looking at me like you want me to say something. <laughs> what is it, when what, is, what what does it say about uh, when does a conspiracy theory come true? Thirteen no, months. No, what does it say? Yeah, six months. to six to twelve months. Yeah. Well, I can't remember what the. What's the difference between the, a conspiracy oh, theory and a headline? Yeah, that's <laughs> a reality. What's the difference between conspiracy theory and the truth? It's about six months. <laughs> it's getting shorter. It's getting shorter. Okay, here we go. Uh, 12. Most people value safety and security more than freedom and liberty, and even said, even if said, safety is merely an illusion. 
Number 13, hedonic adaptation occurs in both directions. And once inertia sets in, it's difficult to get people back to normal. 14, a significant percentage of people thoroughly enjoy being subjugated. 15, the science has evolved into a secular pseudo-religion for millions of people in the West. This religion has little to do with science itself. 16, most people care about looking like they are doing the right thing rather than actually doing the right thing. 17, politics, the media, science, and the healthcare industries are all corrupt to varying degrees. Scientists and doctors can be bought as easily as politicians. Who knew? Who knew? 18, if you make people comfortable enough, they will not revolt. You, keep, you can keep millions docile as you strip their rights by giving them money, food, and entertainment. What was that quote from Rome or whatever? Bread and circus? Bread and circuses. 19, modern people are overly complacent and lack vigilance when it comes to defending their own freedoms from government overreach. Oh, yeah. 20, it is easier to fool, fool a person than to convince them they have been fooled. Why is stuff from Zuby? Zuby, Ubi, Ubi. Yeah. Zuby, Ubi, the Doobie. What, uh, what else you got? That's it. Uh, no, I got a awesome feedback, and we can talk about what's going on in Grammarica. What is going on in Grammarica? Oh, audiobooks, lots of exciting stuff. All right, let's. Uh, and I also have a, I also have a, a link. Maybe I mean, do you want me to talk about that deconstruction a little bit? What deconstruction? Well, so people have been hearing. Like, I just want. I mean, it's. I don't know. You're. I know you're not really. You know, there. And I want to keep this intro, and I want to keep the Grammarica show positive. But we're we're hearing a lot in the mainstream about ninety nine percent of the people that have died were unvaccinated. You know, like there's a lot of numbers being thrown around. Oh, who cares? There's, That's our problem. What? Who cares? That's our problem. Our problem. What do you mean? Our problem. If that's true, that's our problem to react with. That's that. not true. That's the point. It's they're throwing around these numbers well, that are not so? true. Who cares? Because a lot of people just believe the fear. So, so then they're going to go get vaccinated. So then they, their resolve there, wasn't there. There's a couple. Uh, there's a couple great articles. Their resolve decon- wasn't there. They gave up. If people want a deconstruction in. of that, I'm going to just send an article in the show notes that has a good example of the deconstruction of this, of where it's coming from this, you know, this 99.2% that they're all using is being recycled through the AP. And when you try and get down to the bottom of it, there's no data to support it at all. And then there's the other one that the no agenda guys are talking about where they're, they're- I mean, that would all go align with my estimation on the virus and the vaccine is that they'll be fine. Everyone who got the vaccine is going to do really well against COVID. Better than us. It's every other fucking strain of COVID that ever comes along that that the unvaccinated are going to do better than. Right. This all just lines up. With no, what it, I've been but it doesn't because it's all it's all these numbers are completely opposite to the truth. That's all I'm saying is they're literally lying. Well, I don't know where teeth, the truth so. is at this point. Honestly, no, I don't know what exactly where it is either. But it's closer to 180 that, to that. That, 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 like, that lines look, up perfectly with what should happen. If you prove out the lie. It doesn't matter what the truth is. The lie is the lie. I mean, I'm not saying I know what the truth is, but these are lies. There's a big difference there. I'm not saying I know what it is. I don't. I, I never know. have really. I'm just saying this is completely wrong. That can be wrong so without knowing the what the right are dying answer is. Are vaccinated? No, they're using like the, the four, the half a million people that died before the vaccine showed up, for example, to get their 99. percent I mean, they're really, really twisting. The numbers, really twisting it. Or the night or the and this other deconstruction shows that it doesn't come from anything, right? It's just not they can't even 
But but what is what's happening is it's being circulated around and everybody's using it, including the government. This is coming from the highest levels of the government and the media. I'm not surprised. So, you know, it's it's just I mean that's the really, same stuff that's been coming from the yeah. highest level of the government for the last fourteen months at least and for the last fucking forever. And if you've if you've if yeah, you've yeah. given up your resolve, that's on you, not on me. I'm, yeah, yeah. I've moved on. No, so no, if, I, no, if you're going to get caught in the weeds of and get suckered into something that you said you weren't going to get suckered into six months ago, that's on you. Yeah. You're not intending where you want to be. Yeah, there might, I mean, or maybe you've might seen some be, information. That there might just be. It might just be people that need to 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 show their loved ones or something some other version of reality. You know, instead of the what they're saying in the media and the government. That's all. But anyways, I'll move on. I don't see the benefit to that either. Honestly, at this point, I know, I do. That's where we'll disagree. Because all those people have already made their decision. So no, now, they haven't. So I know they haven't because there's a bunch of people on the fence still. Because now you're now you're actively like telling them they made the wrong decision no. in a lot of instances. No, not at all. Just saying, be careful what you hear in the media. That's oh, really yeah. the the which we've been saying all along. But I'm not saying anybody made the wrong decision. I'm just saying that what they're saying to us right now in the viral media is is wrong completely it's a lie i'm not getting involved so i've moved on yeah i'm not going back unless the lockdowns come back in the fall then i'll come back but until then i'm done with all that yeah that's good i agree what else you got i agree with what you i mean you know if you want to do that that's fine i don't want to chase covid down the road no, I know, you know I know. What I mean? Yeah, I totally know. What you it's mean. been here fucking long enough that I'm happy to just sort of watch it go and hopefully it doesn't come back. I'm not uh, naive enough to think that it's for sure gone forever, but I definitely am not looking to chase it down the road at this point. No, 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 no. I don't I'm that's fine. Because it's like here's the thing, I feel like most of the genre got caught up in this COVID spin and they're never getting out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's kidnapped a bunch of our fucking genre and yeah. it's just stuck in this loop that they yeah. that they don't know how to break out of. Now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. What? Yeah, and I mean I'm not trying to alienate anybody or anything like that either. It's just that regardless of what you believe, we just should take everything we hear with a grain of salt. That's really all I'm saying cuz they're pushing pretty hard right now. So, and we I don't really see it personally, but following the show stuff and all that, yeah, I see the, I see I the push see pretty it. hard, right? And I, and I, to be honest with you, I'm, there's a couple of people that are loved ones of mine that are getting really, really, really pressured. So it's just, it's, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention for them a little bit to send them little bits because they're asking and I'm glad they're asking, but it's pretty sad to see it happening in, you know, in your personal life, you know, emotional blackmail and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's a tough one. I'm glad I don't have anyone. I mean, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a. It's like a reflection on how I've set up my life that I don't have anyone in it that does that. And honestly, if I did, they just wouldn't be in it for long. Well, that's, yeah. The people that would, that, because there are some people in my life that if I was around and they probably would be giving me some of that and they're just not in my life. And then yeah. for better or for worse, I just don't care. I've got too much to do to worry about. I mean, I don't, I, and I don't want to be responsible for someone else's um, autonomy either. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you go figure it out. I yeah. mean, you know, that's what we've done in yeah. a lot of ways. And then yeah. because now now you're putting it on me that if it turns out to be the fucking wrong decision, now I'm going to somehow feel responsible for that. Right. Like right. I've somehow convinced you to do something like, 
whether even if it's like not directly. So now I've indirectly convinced someone that the COVID shot's a bad idea and they die of COVID. I yeah. mean, the sh- chance of that happening, let's be honest, 100,000 to one, maybe more, maybe, maybe a little less. It's somewhere in there. But if it happened, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. So. Imagine I get COVID. I already told people what to put on my tombstone if, if COVID gets me. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's funny. Dude, you have more of a chance of dying off a ladder. I'm telling you. I already fell off a ladder once. So does that put those chances down or up? Totally down. I mean, <laughs> now it's like getting struck by lightning twice. I mean, yeah. what if you fall off a ladder really bad? You broke your so arm but didn't die. No, <laughs> you got Operation Project? No, no, no. I got, uh, I got an email from a listener I want to go over. Fantastic. Would I play a jingle for this email? Sure, yeah, yeah. Support jingle? Do you have a support Ooh, I got jingle? I this one. If they make you laugh, if oh, my they God. How slow laugh, could this be? No, that's it. That's it. I thought it went faster. No. It goes on like this for another, like, 40 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> what about this one? That's a way to support the show. Just send us your blood. <laughs> oh my God! Where'd you get that <laughs> from? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm just going through some of the deep. All right, you ready? Yeah. Hi, Graham. Congrats on the new non-job. The blah blah blah. I want one of those. The blah blah blah. Okay, you gotta shut that off. Come on, that's terrible. This goes on for two minutes. <laughs> Why do you even have that on your phone? I don't know. Someone could make a great like, rap song out of that. Uh, I don't, it's terrible. I can't even believe I said Can that. Can you imagine you're just like the, you hear yourself as the background for some hip hop song? <laughs> the blah 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 song. I've been listening to Grey America for so long without contributing, after my credit expired, that the guilt has become unbearable. After all, your show has provided me with insightful concepts that to me are as sustaining as food. I've always needed to examine truths from multiple angles, and yet podcasts like yours, with interviews like yours, by people of good temperament like yours, the perfect formula for me, have not always been available. Before discovering Grey America, I felt lost and helpless and hopeless and weird. Having reliably listening to you guys for so many years, I was finally inspired to begin questioning my conditioning which has jogged many memories of the original truths that I carried in childhood. One's lacking language to describe, not jiving with current modes of thinking and setting me apart from the dogmatic society that I was born into. This suppression was traumatic and made me rebellious, for which I was frequently punished. But as I've gone about listening to your show and I've simultaneously built confidence in myself, and I've lately been begun finding words to voice a wondrous full cosmology of my own, that had been beaten out of me, but which now is budding and breaking open within me. And this time it's happening with a sense of being home in the world rather than being an outcast. This is such a gift. And the research and the recording and the editing and the many laborious things that go into your shows are all part of my success. Perhaps indirectly, there is underlying psychological support for your listeners to be had in each of your interviews. And I can't help but acknowledge how sad and lacking my life would be without the assistance. Thank you, and much love to you and Darren, and the, to the entire crew. Me and Darren. Well, that's <laughs> no, not true. Ryan no, helps. Napoleon yeah, yeah, does yeah. the art. Yeah. 
Yeah. Felix does. And I think she means the crew, like all the listeners and the producers, the people that donate, the people that help out. Chat folks. Please watch for this book. See attached in the mail and enjoy putting 500 US for 500 shows to good use. Loyal. Loyally. Shreel in Boulder, Colorado. I pronounced that wrong. I think it's pronounced like a wheel. Probably you spelled like And uh, it's the oldest, the teachings of Tahotep, the oldest book in the world, coming in the mail. Excellent. With a little surprise in it. So thank you so much for the great email. Oh, yeah, and, and the donation. I mean, $500 is a big deal around here. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Not a lot of people send in $500. No, no, it's huge. Big help. Yeah, it's a huge help. As Graham ends into the, heads into the realm of the unknown, of course, that's going to be okay. We got some things going on here. We couldn't do it out without you guys, though. Still a leap of faith. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, we're like, you know, we need quit the job doing this. Head over to grimerica.ca slash support. Sign up for a monthly. Make a one-time donation. Do what you can to figure out uh, how you can get some value back to the show if you're getting some value from the show. Uh, it is not a free show. We just put it out in the world for free in the hopes that those who find value with it will find uh, a way to get some value back to us, just like she did, and we thank her for it. That actually reminds me, I think I will uh, – I got this since we were talking about this already. I'll go to the uh, – the kids are here today, and they stole the iPad, so I'm using my phone for everything. But let's go to a little bit of the social medias, if I can find it. Don't forget to talk about the audiobooks, too, before we... Uh, you could do that right now. Before we finish up. So you can check out adultbrain.ca. Adultbrain.ca is the audiobook landing page. we got The Secret Teachings of All Ages, narrated by myself and Russ Allen, just out on Russell, Audible. Russell Allen. Russell Allen. And uh, Secret Doctrine Book 2 is coming out. It's submitted. Uh, so it's submitted. It's coming out. And so, yeah, I mean, another way to help us out is just review those books, pick up those books if you want. They're fantastic. They're huge tomes. They're both like 34 hours long. So we got The Secret Doctrine out already, a couple other lesser-known titles. It's all on adultbrain.ca, but the big ones are going to be Secret Doctrine Volume 1, which is out already, the Secret Teachings of All Ages, which is out already, uh, Secret Doctrine Volume 2, which is going to be coming out extremely soon, within the next two weeks, and Hamlet's Mill which will also be coming out within the next two weeks. Did you want to mention your Indian Act book? Well, I mean, that one's just sort of throwaway. It's, I didn't, it's not really a... But there is another book there coming There is another out. book coming. Yeah. My book will come out probably yeah. by next show. So we'll talk about that when it comes we'll out. We'll talk about yeah. it when it's published yeah. and available. And, and it'll audio. be on audio too. And it'll be on audio too, and we hope you guys all buy it and review and it. And that's called... A Canadian Shame. A Canadian Shame, yeah. Indigenous, uh, what's, what's the subtitle? The Indian Act in residential schools. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm narrating Darren's book right now. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. We haven't used this jingle in a while. Bingo, bingo. Social media jingle. Don't forget to raise. All right. I'm going to go to the Facebooks for this. Maybe I'll let you interview me for my book. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, where are we? It's actually uh, just a post. Someone sent it to me. So I posted it on our Facebook channel. And it's actually over a year old. It was from 2020. And we were talking about this earlier in the intro, so I'll read this. 
From the Hopi Indian Chief. Oh, that's the other thing I had I wanted to read. Thanks for grabbing that. White Eagle on the COVID-19 situation. (laughs) This moment that humanity is living through can be considered a door or a hole. The decision to fall into the hole or go through the door is yours. If you consume information 24 hours a day with negative energy, constantly nervous, with pessimism, you will fall into this hole. But if you take the opportunity to look at yourself, to rethink life and death, to take care of yourself and others, you will go through the door. Take care of your home. Take care of your body. Connect with your spiritual home. When you take care of yourself, you take care of others at the same time. Do not underestimate the spiritual dimension of this crisis. Adopt the perspective of an ego that sees everything from above with broader vision. There is a social demand in this crisis, but also a spiritual demand. The two go hand in hand. Without the social dimension, we fall into fanaticism. Without the spiritual dimension, we fall into pessimism and futility. You are prepared to go through this crisis. Grab your toolbox and use all the tools at your disposal. Learn to resist by the example of the Indian and African peoples. We have been and continue to be exterminated. But we have never stopped singing, dancing, lighting fires, and having joy. Don't feel guilty for feeling lucky in these difficult times. Being sad with and without energy doesn't help at all. Resilience is resilience through joy. You have a right to be as strong and positive. You have to maintain a beautiful, cheerful, and bright posture. This has nothing to do with alienation, ignorance of the world. It is a strategy of resistance. When we walk in the door, we have a new view of the world because we have faced our fears and difficulties. This is what you can do now, serenity in the storm. Keep calm, meditate daily. Make a habit of encountering the sacred every day. Demonstrate resilience through art, joy, trust, and love. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. I had that and I've missed it. That was what I wanted to do today, too. I'm glad you caught it. Awesome. Picking up the slack. Anything else? How how appropriate is that, though, right? Pick the door. Choose the door, you know? Totally. And, uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, I think we have an interview tomorrow for that Indian show, Indian in the Room. Oh, cool. Are you in on that? You might as well sit in, eh? Sure. I didn't know. Surprise. Surprise. All right, guys, enjoy the chat uh, with Owen and Brandon and Joe. Joe. It's a great one. We hope you come to event. Contact at thecabin.com slash magic. If you want to get in on that, it's the only event going right now that is not uh, rock and rolling or isn't sold out, sorry. So you want to get in on that because they they, they sell out. People don't believe me because it's not sold out, not sold out. And then what happens is it gets to a few months before the event and... When there's only 25 or 25 or 27 spots for these things, it only takes a busy weekend and, and away they go. So, I mean, we sold eight Scabland spots in like four days. So. Yeah. Anyway, enjoy the chat with Owen and Brandon and Joe.
All right, we got a special episode tonight. We've got Brandon Powell, Owen Hunt, and Joe Roop, all favorite guests from the past, and all of them will be at Magic on the Mountain in Arizona in February, right, Darren? February 20th. Yeah, that's right. We'll be in Pine Top, Lakeside, Arizona, February 10th to 13th. And, uh, of course, the background image here in the studio is the Petrified Forest, where we will be going uh, on one of the days. We haven't decided exactly which day yet because here's the thing. We're going to go there and we're going to figure out how to get the most out of our lives and out of our bodies. So it's kind of a two-edged sword. We got uh, the shaman, Brandon Powell, coming down. He's going to bang his drum and we're going to do some breath work and some cold stuff because there's going to be some snow up there. So we're actually going to be able to get after it. And uh, that's going to put us in a great mindset to uh, go in and learn some great stuff with Owen Hunt, who I know is uh, a, a big Napoleon Hill guy. And I'm a big Napoleon Hill guy, so I'm super stoked about all that stuff. And Joe's going to bring in the magical angle on how we can uh, do some different rituals and stuff like that to bring all this stuff together. And, I mean, if you're listening to the show, you probably know that uh, – this stuff is pretty real. At least we think we do. It is, and it seems to make a huge difference in in a lot of people's lives when they do it. So I think this is going to be a, a real life changing event. I mean, we've we've been blessed. Every event so far, people have have had rave reviews on. They've all sold out. Everyone's had a great time. Um, and we're going to continue that tradition. But this one is super close to uh, close to my heart. I can't wait to get out there and do this kind of stuff because I don't think. I think uh, this one is really super important. People are, this is going to be a real life changer. And um, I mean, people can want to check this out. So I don't know where to start. Maybe we'll start with, uh, let's pick on, on, let's pick on the new guy first, Owen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited. I really appreciate you guys, you know, just kind of, um, on outlawed and had a great chat with you and Napoleon Hill stuff is really close to my heart. All that new thought kind of stuff. Uh, I also studied reality, reality transurfing It's kind of a, one of the occult books that, um, that I really like kind of seems to resolve a lot of these kind of ideas. And Joe and I have actually already been chatting about kind of taking the, the sort of, uh, perspectives that we have and folding them together. Like, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of in the sort of more, I don't want to say new age, but, you know, more tr- current uh, sort of uh, manifestation type of techniques, which I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily love that word, but I've got to, I've got to just own it. Um, and, and, I, and I know Joe, he understands a lot more about the historical and hermetic sort of aspects. It's going to be really cool uh, to collaborate. And I'm really excited to see what Brandon adds because, well, I'm actually kind of scared from being honest. Hey, I just took my headphones out to put them under my shirt. What word did you use? Manifestation. Uh, I think manifestation. Yeah. I thought it might've been new. <laughs> I thought it been, might've been new age or something as well, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Brandon stuff is great. I mean, it is, uh, it, it catches everyone off guard. It's always the best because nobody sees it coming. And then they're like, what, what? And then they're like, whoa. Why didn't you kind of bring us through that, Brandon? What's your plan? on? Because I think the way I see it is I want to get into some, I mean, usually we start the day with the breath work. So everyone's sort of 
gonna stumble in or, or or sort of start to stagger in and and arrive the Thursday night. We won't do a whole lot, you know. Later, we'll probably do a meet and greet. We might do some stuff, opening addresses, that kind of stuff. Usually, the first day is pretty chill, and then we're gonna get up that Friday morning, and 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 I'd imagine the first thing we're gonna do, either before breakfast or after breakfast, is get into that that breath work and and get at it a little harder than usual this time. I think. Yeah, get the full experience. And uh it's definitely not new age. The uh <laughs> the um no, the breath work is um you know, it is a tremendous way to start the day and I think it is a little unsuspecting. I mean, people say breath work or whatever, you know, and you you, you know, you don't really know exactly what it's going to do until it does its thing. Um it's uh it's a great way to I mean, there's a million things about it, but it's a great way to just immediately connect into your environment. Um, there's a lot of things physiologically going on, things going on where it just stabilizes you. We'll be in a, an amazing place in nature. So it's a great way to just connect in, you know, get into a better brainwave state to, inter, you know, to uh, basically uh, integrate into nature. And, and what I think we're all bringing, um, you know, this is a big deal. So the breath work is a great way to open you up and get the day going. And, uh, it, it has profound physiological effects. So those stay with you throughout the day. And, and, you know, even if it's, um, something that's subtle and, and not really in the main, you know, uh, it's not in your main screen, but you, it's there, it's present because you practiced it. It really does something to the physiology, you know? So, and then, like you said, man, we have a great environment to really get connected to. Um, the cold work is is profound, and it's sort of the for me, you know, it's 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 a it's one of the best tools that I put into my um, tool ba- bag or box. And and what I'm interested in is, um, you know, sharing skills skills that I feel like are really important and that will, I think, better benefit you uh, in the thing that we're trying to create, which, you know, I'm grateful to be a part of this, Darren, and and, uh, you have uh, the mastermind uh, has a vision and I I love it. And so, you know, I'm just looking forward to doing my part. Excellent. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm, it's it's uh, while we were talking today on the phone, we're going to get ready to hopefully, if our uh, insane government backs off a little bit and opens up the border and doesn't doesn't uh, require experimental therapies for you to enter the country, we can hopefully start doing some stuff up here in Canada, a little closer to home, maybe on the farm. And, and all that fun stuff. But, I mean, my hope is this is going to turn into an annual. People are pretty excited. If people do want to check that out, it is uh, contact at thecabin.com slash magic. Uh, all the other events are there as well. And then uh, what do you think you got in store for us, Joe? Well, it's really cool that we have breath work and stuff. I mean, we do breath work and hermetic work, but it, it's it's more uh, in a comfortable environment, <laughs> right? So, like, I'm excited about, like, learning Wim Hof because I don't, you know, I don't I've participated in my own way, but in, you know, Brandon's way, I'm really stoked about that. Cause I think the art of, um, the art of relaxation and breath work and balancing out your energy and circulating the energy properly in your body. 
before learning this stuff, before you get into actually trying to manifest or do magic or visualize or do anything, is really how you tap into your power because you have to be comfortable and you have to be balanced in your body first. So it's kind of really cool that you're putting all of this together this way, you know? Um, but also I want to kind of show some people some things about the elements and what they really stand for and how to balance them out and making the two become one when we use ritual is how we manifesting. It's essentially just love, but bringing the two forces and the two poles together is love and it is how things create and how things manifest. And, um, it's, I mean, a lot of times we think that because we're in a linear future that we're evolving and, and that's, we are in ways, but also there's some things that are in our past and traditions that I believe that were pretty evolved. You know, we just weren't ready to accept them or learn them. And I think we are now, I mean, Magic in the occult is bigger than it's ever been now. And so I think it's important that we go back and learn these traditions. So we're probably going to, we're going to do some, uh, I'm going to do some presentations on teaching some of this stuff. And then we're going to go through some rituals so I can kind of show you how to bring these two forces together, you know, and it might be a little weird for some people. Some people are going to dig it, right? So you'll be able to at least feel and experience this stuff and probably end up manifesting something before the trip's all over with. I bet that happens too, you know? I think this will be great. I mean, I heard a Gordon White episode recently and it really, really struck true. The time that we're going through right now, you know, how do we, how do we uh, manifest our dreams, focus on our dreams without, without falling into this trap of negativity or doom scrolling or that type of thing? So I think it's going to be, it's going to be good timing to, to go through, um, how to deal with, with the things that we're going through right now in, in this society. Like his, one of his things was like, don't build your future on your present opinions about things like build it on your dreams. Right. So that's one of the things I kind of want to tease apart is uh, like, how do I get rid of my opinions on shit and focus on my dream? Yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of like the quantum aspect that kind of comes into with what Joe's talking about. And there's something, you know, like nonlinear causality, like the, everything that we do, it has multiple effects, you know, not just one. And we're consciously choosing what we're paying attention to really our biggest tool that we have to create is, is our attention. That's why there's such a, you know, it's at a premium. You have to pay for attention you know, everybody's trying to grab your attention. They're hooking you five seconds in, you know, and that attention span gets shorter and shorter and shorter. But we are consciously choosing our reality. If we decide to agree with what the mainstream narrative is pumping in, then that's exactly what we're going to manifest out, like garbage in, garbage out. So we have to stop, take a break, and then realize that we're really at the cause and start to learn to affect change in that way. And it's just a, it's just a conscious consensus. And uh, so I think this is going to be an amazing event for that. We're going to really start to learn how to do it and, and we're going to experience it. I can't wait to do some of the hermetic stuff. I'm really excited about the breath work too. Yeah. To me, just listening to you guys, the, the practice that, and the tools that I try to incorporate into my training and, and my teaching are tools that, you know, ultimately um, are aimed at creating a physiology, like truly altering the physiology to be 
and, and I, I, you can say altering because quite often it is, but really it's aligning the physiology to be in a in a in a in a state that I believe helps to better create or or manifest things. You know, so if you know if you're training breath work, let's say as a as a isolated practice, um, it is something you know you're directly working with our primary energy source, our primary life source. I mean, everything comes from the breath. You know, we we come into life on the breath, we leave life on the breath, and ultimately, it it is something that is. Um, coded into us, but it is also something that we can approach to try and alter to gain, you know, or optimize or, or, or whatever the, the quest is within the training. The, um, to me, it's very simple. And, and I like what was said about love, you know, that ultimately you're working with these forces. Uh, I look at it as will and love and the, the idea that you're directing your willpower which with a conscious effort you know will exists we're here but just like the breath we can work to control and you know harness our will but will seeks power and so the way to curb that is to work within ethics and morality and a code you know um that i believe is encoded i believe it's inherent i you know i think we you know quite often we're we're searching uh for things but i believe that nature really makes things simple and i think if you connect to nature you know you find you know simple answers to very powerful questions um questions that you would say uh, transform you and so, you know, my my goal is to help people create that physiology. You know, I believe that it is, again, uh, an inherent right to to really master the, the physical or as much of it as you can. And so, you know, all of my tools are oriented at a base level, like around self-defense, but it's really self-defense for empowerment and so forth. And, and I think these energies that you guys uh, are talking about, as far as hermeticism are, are, is concerned, you know, these practices are, are you know, we're, we're still working with them, which is amazing, but they're very ancient, right? I mean, so we have uh, the ability to to, you know, carry on a tradition that is, um, you know, you know, who knows how far back. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how this all comes together. Cause I do believe it's going to be a powerful, uh, connection. That really clicked for me there. Uh, the physiological part, I've been trying these alchemical meditations recently. And I mean, like 14, 15 years ago, I was completely numb. Like my body, I could never feel a thing in my body. I couldn't feel anything, but the breathing, I'm assuming, would really help me feel emotions and feel stuff in the body. So if I want to bring in an emotion and transmute it through one of my mind centers, centers of my mind, you know, my my heart center, let's say, and transmute that, I need to feel it. I need to feel something, right? I can't just be numb like I used to be. So I really just clicked there for me, uh, this connection on, because I've done some of your breath work too, and I remember the feeling, like the the flow, the feeling, everything vibrating. I mean, and that's what <clears throat> I want to be able to utilize when I do different types of meditations. 
Yeah, I think the breath work sets you up to be able to meditate. That's, you know, it creates the physiology to then do the work in. You know, it's it's just um, the Wim Hof method per se is a intense way of doing it. There are many ways you can do it, you know. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, my, my thing is, to be honest, like, and we joke um, – you know the when i say we i'm talking about all my personalities the they the um I, you know ultimately um I, you know what i'm interested in is let's say uh shaman technical work i'm i'm interested in uh what i believe brings you a direct experience of something that's unquestionable like you know i you I, I'm the type of guy that prefers being hit upside the head with a brick as opposed to wondering, like, is something happening? Like, I, I, you know, you know when it's real. And that's what I'm interested in. And, and the reason I say that is just because I think that it's important to want the direct experience. You know, the direct experience is the, is your, your true, uh, information line, you know? And so, so you can really, you know, get a sense of the initial perspective. And then depending on how you approach your life, you know, if you live in ritual, if you train regularly, if you approach things uh, that you're going to see change in and growth in, you're, you're going to see your perspective shift. And this is, you know, something that can happen over a long period of time or something that can hit you like that. And that's kind of what I'm interested in. I want that, you know, that's, like Darren says, it, it it comes sideways on you, but it delivers every time, you know. And um, and again, it's just you know getting you in the right physiology to be able to to have those great meditative experiences. I do think there's something to it all, you know. Man, absolutely, man. And, and even in the Hermetic tradition, we we talk about this energy called Luke's or LVX energy, which is basically the life force energy, the light that you give off. And you give this energy off in several different ways, intellectually, physically, emotionally, through your passion and through your will, right? Your nervous system is directly attached to this energy. So there is breath work in the hermetic tradition too. And before you go into a ritual, it's important. I mean, it's extremely vital that you get your body in the most relaxed and balanced state as possible. When we walk around in our daily lives, you know, like without that, we get anxiety, we get depression, we get nervous conditions, psychological conditions. Our energies is all over the place, right? So we don't, and see, this is where I, I feel like the modern day magicians are fine. They teach a lot of cool things, right? But if you go back to the hermetic tradition, before you even entered the temple, there were some essential things that you needed to work out. And a lot of it was, you know, psychological you know, uh, physical things like that. So you could be ready for this energy to pass through you as you were manifesting, as you were learning to love. And, you know, like I understand what Brandon's talking about with direct experiences because I tried this stuff forever and people are like, well, your shockers are going to spin this way and that way. And I'm like, I don't feel shit, <laughs> you know? So I'm trying to like, I'm doing the fourfold breath, getting into the prana stuff. Right. And, uh, learning this work. And then, uh, as I started invoking elements and things, I was um, really studying astral travel, the out-of-body stuff, as well as magic and the occult. And I noticed 
that both of these these people were talking about the same things. They were just calling them different things. And the day that I popped out of my body and watched myself sleep on that's that direct experience that happened to me that set me on this path too. You know that I realized, man, there's a whole another world here too, right? Well, there's we have far more potential than than we've been told. We spend half our lives living the programs that we're raised with, and the next and the second half deprogramming it, trying to figure out, you know, why we're here. And I think with stuff like this combined, we can speed this process up. We can get past it faster. We can tap into the human potential a lot uh, more efficiently, you know. I think we could tap into, you know, dare I say something more even divine, right? Like talking about right. will, right? like you get the small lowercase w, the egoic will. And then we've got, you know, what they would say in transurfing is like uh, outer intention or, or divine will or the will of, of, of nature, right? Like trying to serve, you know, the, the laws uh, that exist on this plane, you know, exemplify those, learn about those, live within those. And I'm really excited to kind of see how we can draw these conclusions between like the bringing the opposites together, the heart and the mind, you know, getting our bodies physically and physiologically in a state where we can like understand what we're doing, do it at that subconscious level, and then have our bodies like just in the perfect kind of state to, to make it happen. It's going to be the perfect storm. My thought is that the cold will do the, uh, it'll do first. It's going to show you what you can do, how much control you can have over your body, which I think is going to give you this, this little bit of confidence. It's like, holy shit. I went in that cold water and it wasn't even, I mean, full disclosure, I haven't done the ice water yet, so I, I don't know. But from what I hear, you know, you can just get in there and breathe it out, and it's okay. Is that what we're doing? We're doing ice. I've done cold shower, Wim Hof stuff. I ain't jumped in any polar stuff, so you know, um, this will be my first thing. Too. We'll have the I mean, legit- it's Arizona, fellas. It's Arizona. We, it can't You'll be, be that fine. cold. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't sweat. I wouldn't sweat the cold stuff at all. The, um, you know, yeah. I mean, the cold isn't invigorating. It's is challenging in the way that. That um, every time you want to approach it, you you have to have the right mindset, you know. And mindset to me is is all intention oriented. So you know, and what does that mean? Uh, that was actually a question that uh, somebody asked me earlier today. Was you know what is intention ultimately within the realm of mindset? And you know. A lot of people might try to explain it in different ways, and and I'm not saying that I have the the best way, but from what I've experienced and from, you know, the many various masters that I've had the opportunity to work with, um, I have seen, you know, um, basically this disassociative kind of type of um, being, you know, uh, in the moment when, you know, especially in preparation for something, like if you're about to do something, it's good to get to go inside and, you know, you know, basically not totally connect to everything that's going on around you. But I'm always a believer in having one foot in one foot out. So, you know, um, I'm not going to connect to things emotionally, but I recognize that things are occurring around me. And then, you know, you do some breath and then you step in and, you know, depending on whatever the stress is, um, 
you know, the best way to initially approach stress, I believe, is to learn how to de-escalate. So we, we get into the cold water and then we learn how to calm down. And getting calm brings our faculties in play. And it actually brings them in play in a way that you that that becomes really loud, like you become hypersensitive almost in this sense. And when you're experiencing that in nature, it's tremendous. Like the way you connect to everything, you you hear better, you see better, you think clearer. And we're going through a range of sympathetic experience within the nervous system, sympathetic meaning fight and flight. And then we're transitioning over into more of a deeper parasympathetic, uh, you know, rest and digest, if you will, that kind of, uh, that kind of state of the nervous system. I mean, there's always a little mix and interplay, right? A little yin and the yang, but the, um, but the idea is, is that you're, you're going to experience this realm or the, I'm sorry, this, you're going to experience the spectrum of, uh, you know, of experience where you, you feel this fluctuation. You're going to step in, it's going to be intense, then you're going to gain control and then you're going to regulate. And, you know, ultimately in the beginning, you, you know, it's a cultivation game. You're not trying to beat yourself up. You don't want to overdo it, you know, if you're really training with something serious. But um, you can always build up in cold showers if you're looking to really create, you know, bring enhance your life with this style of training. But you can also... Just take the plunge and, you know, there's, it's, it's always that way, you know, until you really go over the waterfall, you don't really know what that experience is. You know, you're always at the edge. Um, and so being with somebody like myself, it's a good opportunity to push yourself a little bit and to see what you got and it creates strength, you know, internally. And that's really what I think is a huge part of what I bring um, to this, and I think it's what's so important within the hermetic rites is that you want internal strength, you know. Yeah. And and what are you, you know, what are you doing? To, I actually think there's a way to build the, that, you know. It's and it's and it's something that is not uh, questionable. It's it's you know, in other words, you you will know you've done work. How yeah, I mean, in the, in the uh, first initiations into the Golden Dawn, they talk about that. Like fear is a fetter that binds you. It binds you from your potential. It binds you from learning things about yourself. It binds you from the best life you could have. And most people, we as humans, we've been programmed to do more uh, to protect ourselves from feeling pain and discomfort. And we put more energy into that than we do to experience and overcome. So I think... The, the, the Wim Hof stuff, I'm sure it sounds life-changing to have people that are scared at first go through that fight-or-flight emotion and overcome it. I imagine, I don't know, Brandon, like, do people, when they get done with this for the first time, do they tell you, man, like, dude, this changed my life, I'm conquering fears? I mean, is it just more than, you know, feeling a body thing? I think it's, like, life-changing, man. I'm stoked. I'm nervous, but I'm stoked. I want to do it, too. Yeah, you know? well, the Wim, the Wim Hof stuff, and, and look, I give Wim all the credit in the world. Um, you know, he, he's had a huge impact on my life and a big influence, and it's a big piece of of what I teach uh, because I believe in it so much, and I think that you know, um, it, it's it's got a direction it has a purpose like you know it's it's been recognized uh, as being a a, a a very effective practice. 
And so I, I, you know, and it delivers. Um, I have my own approach of, of, you know, how I bring that to people. And you, I, you've mentioned a few times being relaxed. That's a huge part. And I think Darren, anybody who's done, uh, the breath work with me would agree that that's all I always say. We want everybody to be comfortable, you know? Um, and I think, that's what we're trying to create is an awesome space for people to come, be able to come in and experience this um, in a way where it's collective because the group experience really elevates the entire thing. So working with a group of people, coming in, experiencing that, and then also um, being in a good environment, safe environment, comfortable environment. So the breath work, we always look for comfort in that. You know, I want you uh, in a great space because you are going to go through things. It is going to, it's, it, I look Look at it like a cleansing practice. You know, that's why I say it's a preparation. It's a primer. You're going to use it to just rev yourself up and feel good. And truly, you know, if you stay with this and we're going to really see this because we're going to be in an environment that we're trying to enhance this whole thing, you know, in Arizona, beautiful uh, place, you know, perfect time of the year. And the idea is, is that this is going to, um, you know, help, you know, create even more uh, energy, you know, plus Arizona brings the the vortex, you know, and um, there's a lot of connection into uh, the vortex and how um, I connect all my teachings because everything to me, again, I believe we have an inherent sort of you know, connection to what we have. A, we, I believe a hundred percent, we have an inherent connection to our environment and every breath is an interaction there, you know, where we're, we are tr- truly imprinting and, and receiving information, uh, through the environment. And, you know, there is a much deeper code. There's more, you know, the way we walk the environment, the way we totally, everything we do, I believe there is something really powerfully inherent. Like, I think we even know good from bad, that kind of thing, you know, and, you know, it's just taking conscious control. Once you have a good connection will then allow you a much deeper magic, a much deeper connection to it all, you know? And yeah, you're working with fear states. You're working with the nervous system. All these things are working together, but the end goal is to step through all of that and, you know, and have uh, real skill sets that you can carry with you. You know, that's, that's my, my thing. Oh, and how does that, how does this sort of apply to your sort of work and your coaching and stuff, the, the physical aspect, the relaxation? Oh, man. Uh, Maxwell Maltz said you can't do anything unless you're relaxed. And he was the father of sports psychology. So, you know, it has so much to do with it. It's interesting. I've actually been doing some studying on the nervous system on my own a little bit. So it's cool to hear, uh, hear you talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah, man, I think it's, I think it's really cool too, to, to think about fortitude, uh, and being able to build it, you know, in a, in a, in a real time, uh, way and going through these sort of rites of passage. This is something that I think is, you know, as human beings for thousands and thousands of years, people have done, you know, they've gone into the woods, they've tested themselves, they've done vision quests, you know, masculine rites of passage ceremonies, et cetera. Right. Uh, but it's not something that is very common in our culture, but I think there's something to that. Like as far as a stage of growth, um, and being able to, you know, level up, you know, step, step up and, and, you know, encounter more, bite off more, give more, 
Um, so I think this is going to be <laughs> really powerful uh, from that perspective. You know, this all this stuff all overlaps, like all of it does, and that's what's so amazing about it. I kind of understand the, um, I guess the how. Like I'm just such a like a nerdy person. I want to know all the ins and outs, like analytical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then Joe's going to show us the, the what, you know, and, uh, and then, and, and, and Brandon's going to put us in the right, you know, state to really be able to uh, understand and experience this stuff. So it's going to be really powerful. And I'm really excited, really, really excited about it yeah like really excited to see what we discover and uncover too as a as a group because I, I know there's like you were saying too when we do it we can do it ourselves you know and as far as coaching goes for instance like i do group coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching because of that particular you know reason right there when people are in a group the energy is different people are interacting with a group energy we're by ourselves it's great you know we can grow but i mean if we see other people we begin to key off of them we start having even more heightened experiences. We begin to overcome things. If they can do it, I can do it. And then we begin to really build a group energy. You know, the idea of pendulums or group energies or, or group think we can use that to our advantage or we can use it to our disadvantage. Most of us are unconscious about it. So we don't use it to our advantage. Um, but we can absolutely intentionally uh, use group dynamics uh, and, and group uh, mind to our benefit through energetic, energetic practices like this. So uh, it's, it's like, it's going to be really, really cool. I'm excited. What can people do to get ready? Starting with Joe. Well, the first thing that I would say to do is like, get into some, get into some, maybe just study basic hermetics, uh, read the hermetica, but also uh, start preparing your body to, relax and do breath work, even if it's just like the fourfold breath, the even breath work, things like that. Uh, start, start feeling, I would say start feeling this because uh, magic isn't just about like drawing sigils and doing stuff and making it happen, right? You are the temple first and foremost, right? So I would say prepping your mind and body, just start doing some relaxing stuff. I have audios on my website where we go through visualizations, simple breath work, things like that to start preparing you for and then get into the temple too. So uh, you could do that. You can just, I would say, just start preparing to relax your body and be open to learn because we're even we're going to learn. We're all going to learn from each other. You know, this, that's what it's about. Owen? Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, I would say intention and gratitude to get ready for this. Um, if, if you're able to, to make it, uh, <laughs> I'm counting my lucky stars. I, I'm incredibly fortunate to be a part of this. Um, and then, you know, as you're coming, ask yourself, what, what is it that you're trying to get from this experience? What can you give others as a result of having this experience before you even come, you know, begin with the end in mind. And I say that to say, uh, with a caveat, like, um, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't say to get hung up on that as an expectation. However, setting an, uh, an intention of exactly what you're coming to do, um, that can definitely help you get as much as you can possibly get out of the experience. Yeah, that's a good point. Expectations are just resentments under construction, right? So it's better, better to focus on the intention. So what would Napoleon Hill think of something like this? Do you think? 
I think Napoleon Hill, uh, you know, he would, he would, he would, uh, he would ask the devil and the devil would I was say, are you going to bring the devil with you so he can conquer the, out with the devil? Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I, I want to hear like an updated addendum to that book so bad. I'm thinking of uh, asking a few questions. Great book. Um, yeah, I, you know, again, it's, it's about that power, you know, Napoleon Hill created his own mastermind in his own head with like Ralph Waldo Emerson and Abraham Lincoln and some other people. Right. And he would ask these people, these figments in his mind to help him with his problems. And, um, so whatever it is that we can do to create a mastermind, which is very much what we're doing here, uh, you know, again, that's that building that group energy. So it's something that he would be very, um, very supportive of. And understand the power of, because for him, it was just him and his wife. That was really their mastermind in real life, you know, other than the one that he created in his head. So for us to be able to come together physically uh, and, uh, and and be intentional and create together, it's it's pretty, pretty powerful stuff. And, and again, uh, I'm super grateful to be able to be a part of it. What do you think, Brandel, for prep work? Um, well, if, you, if you're interested in doing things uh, that you know, like the Wim Hof method or anything like that. There's plenty of instructionals and stuff online you can look at. Um, you know, if you want to take some cooler showers, if you want to do things that will give you a little gradual exposure to the cold, that's a good idea. Um, it doesn't have to be anything too intense. We'll get intense once we're all together. Uh, get out and walk around, breathe a little bit, you know, make sure you're doing that or you maybe you already have that in your life and that's great. And, you know, just be ready. Um, you know, preparation will probably want to have um, some good gear to be able to move around. You know, um, there's good and there's, you know, it's Arizona's got all kinds of environment. So it, there's, you know, different things that you might want. Just pack smart. Um, we'll have a list for things that we think you need, you know, as we get closer to the event. But I think the, the big thing is, um, uh, is the intention, just like you guys were saying, get, get out of your own way for intention practice too. And in, in, in other words, um, set your intention, be s- strong about it and, and then try to do the daily work that brings you closer to it. Uh, and you know, just make it simple. You know, you're coming to have a good experience and you're, you, you know, you, the idea is to build skills that will help you uh, manifest and, and to get the energy um, that you want out of life. I really think it kind of comes down to that. You know, what do we want to attract? And, you know, the way that you get your alignment um, together is what's gonna, you know, bring those things to you. And so, um, I guess, you know, keep it simple and try to, to just be ready for an experience that is, you know, going to alter you a little bit. That's going to change you. You're going to carry things away from it. And, uh, I don't know, man. We'll we'll come up with a list for the the uh, special folks that join us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Darren, do you want to focus on anything else on the on the magic, or do you want to ask some questions about what's happening these days? Or I wouldn't mind personally just advice for people. You know, even just this summer, uh, this fall, with what's going on, like how to stay a little bit more present. I mean, one of Napoleon's rules here, I was just reading through some of his things, like do your own thinking on all occasions. You know, I mean, how do we? But how do you? 
it's it's all about intention and control. I mean, your thoughts are things, and if you don't control them, they'll control you. So, I mean, I know that all this stuff is is advice. You guys have already talked about it all, but anything just besides prepping or or things just to keep people centered and grounded in the moment, thinking what they want to think about. Any tools up until then? And I would just I would I would honestly say with everything that's going on right now, um, take it easy on yourself. You know, like, here's the thing. Uh, when you really get into understanding the energies of who you are, we are all complex beings with chaotic and even conflicting forces inside of us all the time. So it's good to, to evolve and learn and grow, but just take it easy on yourself, you know? I mean, I don't know why I'm saying that, but I feel like there's a lot of pressure to become perfect. You know, and we're all unique in our own way. We all fit somewhere somehow, right? And just, I mean, look at look at us. We're all different. Some of, I mean, I'm goofy looking. Like, who could just take it easy on yourself? You know, I don't know why that came to me because I feel like there's a lot of tension right now with all the stuff going on, you know, and everything. Like, we're just gonna relax, learn some stuff, and I think making sure that we have fun and learning our potential is a good, I'm not saying don't take it seriously, but you know, have a little fun with learning stuff about yourself and, you know, take it easy on yourself. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. I sound like my dad or something right now. (laughs) Love yourself. You gotta love yourself, Joe. (laughs) Just take it easy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, self care, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, we, you, you have to feel that you're worth it and that's, that's ultimately the key, you know, even if you think life is meaningless, you know, you need to, to feel that, you know, there's something, uh, worth, uh, moving forward for. And, you know, I personally don't think life is meaningless. I personally think everything's very important, but the, the um the idea of being relaxed and you know uh experiencing levity we're gonna laugh a lot when we're together that's a guarantee there's gonna be a lot of humor you know and that's part of of the whole thing is you know just really enjoying uh being together as a group and you know levity there's i really fully believe that the truth is wrapped in humor. I mean, it's, you know, when you find those uh, people that where their perspective is not allowing humor, I don't, I don't fucking trust them. <laughs> that, that's just the way it goes, man. Yeah. If, you know, if you don't have some humor in what you're doing, um, you know, right to the bitter end, to be honest, if you don't have humor there, uh, it's, it's, you know, I think you're really, there's really something oppressive in, in the way you, you see things. Yeah. And I might be the first one out of the water. I might be, you know, I might be the first one to just like totally wuss out, man. You know, I mean, well, who knows? We'll make fun right? of you. Don't worry about it. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's right. 
It's okay. No, I'll only call out you guys. Anybody else has got to pass. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, look, Darren. Darren jumped in some cold water when we were out. Uh, you know, when we were out together last time, and the you know, um, I mean, it was Utah. It was cold. It was good. It was fun. And uh, you know, the the thing is, is that the cold is really nothing i mean it's like a there's a feather bed on the other side of what you think is going to be uh tough you know you just you see it's not and it does unlock and it's probably the single best source of energy to connect into that really you know it's like i said every time you do it it's the same thing so every time, no matter how experienced you get, you have to have the intention you're going in, you get in, you have a physiological experience, you calm it, and then, you know, at that point, it does its magic on you. It's nature working with you. You know, there's symbiosis there, and um, it has a tremendous healing effect, male, female, Non-binary, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, however you identify, it's gonna work to give you, um, you know, what it's what it does. I mean, it's it truly is amazing. And you know, you might find, man, that uh, that you're you're the master of the cold. It, it might be super easy for you. You know, people build up uh, a certain thing in their head, and then they're like, "Wow, this is actually not hard at all. There's nothing to it." And then some people think they got it. And then it works them a little bit. So, you know, it, it sort of treats you like you need to, to be treated. It's, it's, a, it's righteous. It's not, it's, you know, and then ultimately it'll kill you if you stay in for too long. So, yeah, we're, ne- we're not going to stay in for too long. The idea is to get the energy source and then actually the real secret, and this is the cool thing about spending multiple days in training, is the real secret is in the post ice training it's bringing it all together the alchemy is you know is having the energy source um and and then utilizing it and there's different ways uh that we'll be doing that and you know so there's the techniques really you know they speak for themselves i mean i could sit here all day and tell you what they'll do but it's you're gonna know it it is amazing when you're in in the cold environment and you're shiver your body automatically gets into that protective physiological shivering response, you know, and, and you can just breathe, you know, you can just really calm that down, breathe your way right through that. It's, it is an amazing feeling to be able to, well, that the shivers is just your body trying to get warm. So it's just your body. It's again, another autonomic function. What we're interested in our, in, in our training is, is training out of autonomic function. So if you train the Wim Hof method properly, uh, the shivers actually disappear. Yeah. Um, they, they're not, they're not a, you know, it's just not a thing anymore. And then the way you go about experiencing cold, um, it's altered because now you actually have a tool to take it on. And that's the thing is that, um, if you don't give it any intention, it won't work. And Wim would say all day, it's all in the mind. So, you know, for him, it, it, the, the body is, is the, the second, it's the vessel, you know, the nervous system and the mind being the first connection and then the body being second, but it's, it's training that. And that's what we're doing. That's what I'm most interested in is actually nervous system training, which is very hermetic in, in that sense. You know, I mean, it's, we are going past really 
interacting with the future, if you will, because the nervous system is is working, you know, in front of our brain. You know, it's interacting with the environment, you know, in a way that we're not necessarily um, connected to, but we can turn up the volume. It's an interoceptive conversation, and we're turning up the volume so that we can better overcome autonomic function. And that just gives us more control, more freedom, more ability, you know? Well, even just um, out of that fear, that fight, fight or flight, the regular fear that a lot of people are in right now. A lot of people are just in a perpetual yeah. fear state right now. Hardwired. It's, it's, it's hardwired in right now. Yeah. Yes. And, and so we have to reroute it. There's, but, you know, the cool thing is, is that if you give yourself to a practice like this, Wim demonstrated doing what actually proved that this was like not only science, but a true method, something that could be passed on, instructed. He did it in four days. So in four days, he trained a group of guys that went and repeated results that he did. And what he did was he basically suppressed his immune response to uh, to to a bacteria, to a toxin. So he took an injection, which is the same thing um, that a thousand people prior to him took. And he was able to display completely different results than anybody before him. Everybody before him had food poisoning, basically, and then he came along and suppressed all of that. And then he taught people how to do the exact same thing. And what he's doing there is he's suppressing the, let's say, the overreaction to the uh, pathogen. So he's actually suppressing the overreaction, which in, in a sense is toning the system, right? Conditioning it. So he's bringing it under control because the body will, you know, it, it, it experiences a pathogen and it'll set off an atomic bomb for something that is, could be totally inert, like a, like basically a, a dropping a bomb on an anthill. It's just not necessary for all the response that the body gives. And this creates autoimmune dysfunction. So what we're interested in doing is showing that you can tone all of that. And it comes through the vagal um, the vagal uh, system, you know, the vagus nerve. And so we're going to get into that a lot and that particular nerve system and how it works throughout the body and creates this conversation. And all 12 of those uh, trainees did the same thing, right? They did. They they did. They created basically four days of training with him and then four days of training on their own. They went into the lab and they reproduced the same results that the other group who basically just took an injection and then laid there to see what was going to happen. And then the body did its thing. Wim did 20 minutes of breath work to prime his system. That was it. 20 minutes of breath work to prime a system. Now, you have to understand that there is work going on behind the scenes, right? That's that's where the real magic is. You know, you're not a badass magician if uh, you show up and you don't really know how to pull off your tricks. So you got to, you have to train. And, you know, this is what I emphasize. It's just do the reps, know the stuff, do the reps, and the work will, will it'll show up. You know, all of a sudden you're a black belt. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is, basically how I've based my life. I have a jujitsu school and, you know, my life uh, for the last 20, you know, some odd years has been jujitsu. And so everything that I'm doing is, you know, kind of oriented in that same way. It's just, 
you know, leveling up, trying to get better and, um, and with some techniques that do whole weight and it's, it's quick just, results. Just you know? went, I used to, I was in Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a while under a, I trained under Carlos Machado, but I got out of it. Um, so does the Wim Hof help people? Because that's interesting. You know, in jiu-jitsu, one of the hardest things is, is to learn how to, to be calm and flow even when you're on your back when someone first starts out, right? So does Wim Hof kind of help with, with those flow states in jiu-jitsu too? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, you know, I'm, I can't imagine I'm alone. I, I was one of many people who probably perceived Wim as a martial artist in a way because um, of his approach to his training. And he does have a martial arts background. And a lot of people who train martial arts come to his practice. So, you know, um, wh- whether it be combat vets, I've worked with a bunch. We've certified um multiple Navy SEALs to be Wim Hof instructors. We've certified, I mean, all kinds of people. You'd be amazed at the people. And I've had the opportunity. I was, I was in the group of his first international instructors. And then I became one of the teacher's teachers for the next few years. And, you know, the people that came, have come through are amazing, amazing, like blow my mind, amazing people. And, and it's really caught me off guard, you know, I mean, in, in, you know, you could say it's humbling or whatever, but you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm always blown away by the people and, um, I dig it so much, you know, it's, um, you just never know people's stories, but when you get a chance to hear them, when people give, you know, when you have the space to really share and, and bring something forward, which is something that I really like to offer in my training with everybody that I work with, you, you learn so much. And, um, you know, I've just, it's, it's amazing, like all the different people coming at it from different reasons. And, you know, but with Wim, I just saw it as martial arts. I saw it as empowering. I saw it as something that connected to what I wanted to do and uh, absolutely has. And I think so many athletes have used it. uh, Performers have used it, you know, high performers um, for those exact reasons. And so there is a connection, you know, it's just there. I mean, it's. You know, one of my big influences was Hicks and Gracie. I recommend anybody who wants to have a, you know, an understanding of, you know, one of the guys who really brought Brazilian jiu-jitsu onto the scene, um, an amazing master ahead of his time in a lot of ways was uh, Hicks and Gracie, spelt Rick son you know like r-i-c-k and um yeah and he's got a, a documentary you can watch it on youtube it's called choke and uh if you look up ricks and gracie choke you'll find it and i recommend it because you you know he's such an inspiring human and um at that point he was at his peak you know and there's just uh you can see how this stuff is integrated he's jumping in cold water he's doing breath work exercises he's doing jujitsu he's doing all these things and this was back in mid 90s you know really nobody was talking about this type of integration back then um uh, other than him and you just see this connection but it seems very very natural and that's the thing like um it's, I just believe it's imprinted, you know, uh, you can find hieroglyphs of say martial arts techniques that are still 
being innovated on today. Like, I mean, you find literally like hieroglyph, like they could be uh pancre like Grecian pancreation drawings or, yeah. or, you know, I mean, all the way back to the caves. Right. And you see Japanese people doing hieroglyphs. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I mean, the moves and these things have been around forever. So I believe these praxis are like really ancient and very connected and have migrated all around and people have interacted with these types of things forever. And we kind of have come to a cool place in time where, you know, the the tech and everything kind of coming together has given us a space to where we can really you know, if we're not too distracted, we can really milk this thing and, you know, and get some real, um, you know, like deep knowledge on the, these ancient practices. Do you guys have anything uh, you want to add to that? Owen or Joe? Yeah. You know, just along the same lines as, as Joe and Brandon too, um, you know, life is a very serious cosmic joke so you know it's important i think to remember to enjoy it's our fucking birthright to feel good in our body and i'm really excited to get some more tools for that you know i have some you know and just from a mental place like being the observer you know from like buddhism or you know any sort of uh kind of practice like that just being the observer can help us to ease into that more like vagal uh part of the nervous system right and be living in a in a place where you know, we're, we don't feel overwhelmed or in a state of fear, right? Or fight or flight, you know, take the white pill, you know, we've already taken the red one. Uh, and I feel like now the choice is like white, white or black, you know, and, <laughs> and I, I did my goth phase in, uh, in middle school. So I'm over that. So that's, that's what I would have to say other than that, just to chime in on that, you know, I want everybody to, to know they, they do deserve to feel good. It doesn't matter what somebody else is doing. That does not affect how you can feel yourself, you know, like Brandon saying, joking right up to the very end, dude, I couldn't agree more. Throw me in the cattle guard, man. I'll be, I'll be roasting the guy who, you know, tried to put me in there. So yeah, the inappropriate jokes are not going to make it onto this podcast, but believe me, <laughs> they will be there. Well, uh, you know, that book, uh, David, you know, well, the author, David data, right. Right. You know, this guy, yeah. you know him. Yeah. So he wrote this book called divine communion and I, and, uh, Owen turned me on to this guy because I study sacred sexuality. Magnificent author, by the way. But the, he the way about, of the superior man as well. That one. Yeah, yeah that's and he talked about masculinity. The reason why we go on these excursions, the masculine force, is because we we uh, he talks about the masculine is the guy that suffers life and wants to feel the release of death. So whether it's a psychedelic experience, whether it's, you know, sports, whether it's a, a submission hold, a tap out, an orgasm, whatever, the masculine energy is always trying to take things to the edge, experience that death and kind of rebirth in that sense, right? So it's natural for us to do this. It's really not anything to be afraid of, especially being a, uh, surrounded by, you know, a bunch of people like us that care. I'm sure if anybody, you know, uh, like me, say I freak out or whatever and have a panic attack, which I don't think that's going to happen. I'm just saying I, I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of cool people that are going to help me, you know, calm down, relax, chill out, Give stuff me a like hug. that. It's all about the adventure, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, if anybody's going to kiss me, it's going to be Darren. We'll give you a, we'll give you a cax towel to wrap around yourself. You know? but no, I mean, I'm do just a towel saying, again? It's totally, 
I think this is going to help people. So in other words, for people that need to get in touch with that masculine force, whether it's male, female, I don't care. But if you, if you have issues with that force, I think this would be a, a good, uh, this would be a good journey for it too, you know, and, the, and, uh, magic and hermetics is kind of about combining both. So, well, it is combining both. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's, there is a vulnerability that's necessary for this type of work. Yeah. There is a, a need to actually step into the feminine. You know, you're, Ooh. you are bringing this together. I mean, I would actually call nature's force much more of a feminine thing. I mean, I think this is why we call it Mother Nature. You know, right. the, 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 to me, this, um, uh, it's wild. It's unpredictable in a way, but yet there is something predictable about it, and there is something soothing and comforting and nurturing about it. So, you know, the the quite often, um, you know, you might perceive this as being. Uh, and, and it has been perceived, I would say, as being the sort of alpha masculine thing to, to go in and accept challenges and so forth. But I think that uh, the hero, you know, it, it's not a masculine or feminine thing. And we certainly are going round in circles about gender and, and all of these right. things these days. And, um, you know, I think the, the most important part is for you to not be going round in circle, but to actually be in the center. And right. so no matter what you are, male, female, um, the most powerful people I've worked with are the most unassuming quite often. Um, you know, and the, the thing that comes through to me is them just learning how to truly center themselves for whatever it is, wherever they're, whoever they are. So there is a powerful masculine thing that can come about, but that can be within the intention because the masculine energy is the energy that pierces, that drives through, you know? And so, yes, that's the will. We need that. But the love is the energy that, that, yeah, and receives, right? So that energy is the feminine. And, and so there needs to be the, the combining of the two. And I, you know, I don't overlook that at all. I mean, um, you know, I think we can only, you know, I mean, I'm, I've always been a guy. I've always uh, identified as a guy and the, the, you know, but I for sure have interacted with the female energy and, and I can't tell you that it's, it's a hundred percent important to unify, uh, for the true force, you know, it, it all has to come together. And I think it, it does just within you, you know, whatever you are, <laughs> You know, it's just you it, 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 when you bring it to the center, then you really just are fulfilled and like to keep it simple, happy, healthy and strong. You know, just be that. That's what you should feel. You have that birthright and your true yeah. self, your authentic self. I mean, Absolutely. not having to be anybody else, be comfortable in your own skin, like not, just not be centered and just be you. I think that's so important. That's exactly what I'm saying. 100 percent, Graham. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. We'll wrap it up here, and I appreciate all you guys for taking some time out. I wanted to, uh, I mean, we're getting close. We haven't been really pushing this event too hard because we got the Scablands one coming up and just, uh, shit, it's only like, I think, two and a half away. months or something like that. Actually, that's why I talked to Brandon today because we're only a couple months away from hanging out again, uh, which would be fantastic. Stoked about that, fellas. We got to hang out in April uh, down in Utah. We had a fantastic time. 
But uh, you're talking about amazing people. Uh, we got three or four of them right here. And uh, so far, we've been blessed. Like, everyone who's come to these events so far has been fantastic. Like, we're at the point now where there's, like, 40 or 50 people in an ongoing telegram chat that's just past attendees to contact at the cabin events. That is just about the most active chat on my device right now. Like I'm not in there all the time, but I'll pop in. There'll be fucking hundreds of new messages because these guys are, are talking about, you know, stuff from the scab lounge or stuff in the stars or stuff from these events that they've gone to so far. So uh, and I'm fully confident that once we go to Washington here in a couple of months, there's going to be another 15 or 20 people that join that group. And once we go in February, there'll be even more. And we have this growing family. And I think eventually each of these events are going to start to do that in themselves. I mean, at, we'd went to Utah. We had 80% of the people that went to 2021 have rebought for 2022. Wow. Uh, so hopefully we can have the same success here and thing that, the URL is contact at the cabin.com slash magic. We are, I think we're down to like what it'd be seven or eight months till we're there. So it's already half sold. We do have celebrity guests coming one for sure, maybe two. Um, so that's exciting. I won't say who, but we'll have some, uh, some exciting personalities there that are excited in what we're doing. Want to come check it out. Of course, the brothers of the serpent will be there. There will be jamming. It's going to be a grand old time. We encourage you guys to get the devil might show up. Yeah. The, de- <laughs> the devil will be there with his dancing <laughs> shoes on. Uh, contact at the cabin.com slash magic is the event. If you want to check out the other events, of course, they're all over at contact at the cabin.com. Um, anything else before we wrap no, it just, up? Just uh, you guys should have a chance to tell people how to get a hold of your work or how to. Yeah, we're finding our... you guys outside of this event. Starting the top with Joe Roop. Yep, you can go. My bad, I zoned out for a second. You can go to uh, lightingthevoid.com. That's for the radio show, and then all of the stuff that I offer as far as services, as far as the Hermetic Magic audio stuff and access to the archives. And you can go to friends.fm for the radio station. Owen. All right. Yeah. You can go to bootsygreenwood.com. That's my stripper name. Uh, saved me lots and lots of money on nice. SEO. Bootsy Greenwood on YouTube and Instagram as well. And uh, also Facebook. So yeah, Bootsy Greenwood. My website is on fire, onphyr.com. If you want to check us out, um, we uh, have a big website that's getting ready to go live. There's a, uh, there's like a blog up right now that's holding it, but we're, we're getting ready to release music and all kinds of stuff on that page. Um, and that's a big, another thing that we integrate for sure is music. Don't forget, there will be lots of music going on, uh, at this event. And that's, um, so that's something that we, 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 uh, will be, um, putting on the website and a lot all our information so we're on fire.com you can also find if you want to look up my um, stuff about the Wim Hof you can find me on the Wim Hof site wimhofmethod.com which I recommend going to and checking out there's a lot of info on there and if you look up instructor North America Brandon Powell you'll see me I'm right in the beginning and um, yeah you can read all about me there's lots of reviews on there lots of things about what we do right on guys thanks it's great chatting with you all again yeah, awesome. absolutely, guys. Yeah. Great to see you, Graham. Great to see you, Darren. Great yeah. to see yeah. you, boys. Yeah. All of you. It's yeah. been fantastic, guys. You guys have a lovely rest of the evening. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Exciting and, stuff. Yeah, that's the chat with the upcoming event uh, presenters. Going to yeah. be a fantastic time over there in Arizona. Looking forward to it. I mean, I can't wait to get down to Washington again, but Arizona will be even better. It's going to be right in the middle of the yeah. Canadian winter. Yeah, I just like, I, I'm looking forward to seeing where I'm going to be at in, in about uh, seven, freak. eight months myself with, with this type of work. So it'll, it'll be good. I've been doing a little bit of that myself and writing, yeah. a, little, writing a little bit about it. Intention work, and so much of it is about attention, you know? And, uh, yeah, looking forward to learning more about it. There you have from it. From these three gems. So that is February 10th to 13th, Magic and Manifestation in the Arizona Mountains. Uh, February 10th to 13th, 2022, learning the techniques and rituals to get what you want out of your life and your body. Uh, of course, with Brandon Powell, Joe Roop, and Owen Hunt, we will have a day trip to the Petrified Forest. Uh, and then, so how it's going to work is basically you guys will get yourselves to Phoenix. We might add Tulsa, but for now it's looking like it'll just be Phoenix. I don't think we need to do the both airports, but Phoenix is only a couple hours away from the venue. Tulsa, Tulsa's not far either. It is in Pine Top Lakeside. Uh, so it's about two and a half. I want to say it's two and a half or three hours from the Phoenix airport. You get yourself there. We'll have a couple of shuttles. Usually the snake bros are driving the buses. Maybe Graham on a bus too. We'll pick you up. We'll take you up the mountain. We'll feed you all weekend, put a roof over your head, give you a bed, drive you back down the mountain, and drop you back off the airport. You could theoretically show up at this event with no money in your pocket. You should bring a couple of bucks to tip the cooks, though. It's always good to oh, tip No, we're going to have the cooks. cooks back? The cooks are going to be there. Keith and Gage are oh, coming. The coffee will the be best guys. on. Yeah. This always, will be a great group. Yeah. Always fantastic. It's always a great event. Like I say, it is half gone. There's a couple of common couches left at 665. There's, I think, one camp spot left at 800 and uh, one private room left at 1750. And there's uh, a few single beds left. I think there's still like 10 of the single beds left. There are about 1050. Uh, of course, those are like army bunks or single beds in a, in a, Sort of hotel room room style. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a fantastic thing with a huge sort of group area where we'll be doing the meeting and it'll be great. I mean, Keith is that, is that mountain? Like, do we drive to the mountain? Do we drive? The day trip is driving or do we The day trip's about an hour away to the petrified forest. Okay, cool. So we'll drive an hour and hang out for six, seven, eight hours. Find a creek, hopefully. I mean, now we've bought that crazy skillet thing. So Kyle picked up the walk, finally part of it. So we'll guaranteed we'll be doing the like fajitas out at the petrified forest. We'll cook uh, lunch or dinner. One of the two out on location probably lunch so we can head back and uh, and get into the magic and manifestation stuff. We'll yeah. start the days with sort of the breath work and the cold yeah. stuff, and we'll go into lunch, and then we'll do our evenings. We'll be oh, hanging out, manifesting, oh, learning crazy wait. stuff. Can't wait. Making some great friends and having a fantastic time. We hope you had a fantastic time. Gramerica.ca slash support. Contact at thecabin.com. Use your adultbrain.ca. America Outlawed for the other show. We love you. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. I sat on the wall I could see it all Trickery was afoot And evil was at its root The people were scattered plots Not many could connect the dots Some people stood tall
in spite of their righteous voices made small Put down your phone, your souls turn to stone The rhythm of the algorithm has driven a schism, created this prison I'm shocked and appalled At the technocracy's gone Pulling strings of marionettes Setting traps in cybernets Infinite scroll as addictive as cigarettes Cat videos for freedom of the press People that stand tall In spite of our righteous voices made small Put down your phone Your souls turn to stone The rhythm of the algorithm has driven a schism Created this prison Double click on install. Rome's about to fall. This hard drive is corrupted, and our minds have been abducted by a silicon dream so seductive. When yelling at bots becomes unproductive. People, we need to stand tall In spite of our righteous voices made small Put down your phone Your souls turn to stone The rhythm of the algorithm has driven a schism, created this prison. This prison.